for 18 flavors of potato chips is really all you're concerned about at the age we were <laughs> watching this movie <laughs> and be able to choose the because you know you don't always get to choose with black mothers <laughs> which potato chips you get <laughs> that's right <laughs> whatever's on sale Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. In this week's episode, we are reviewing Stepsister from Planet Weird, a Disney Channel original movie that aired June 17, 2000, starring Courtney Draper and Tamara Hope as Megan Larson and Ariel Cola. This movie is another one based on a book and the same title, Stepsister from Planet Weird, by Frances Lynn Lance. So I have not read that. I did not read that during the Scholastic Fair, so I don't know if it holds up, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, So before we jump in, we'll do our little pop culture film trivia segment. So this film was directed by Steve Boyum, who also did Johnny Tsunami, Mom's Got a Day with the Vampire, and Motocross, which we are very excited about. Um, The writer here did a goofy movie in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I don't know what happened. Um, A goofy movie was definitely the peak of that career, but it's okay. Um, Courtney Draper, we talked about her before. And um, what was it? The 13th year. So we're good. Tamara Hope plays Ariel Cola. She was on Crimson Peak or in Crimson Peak, Shall We Dance and Soul Food, the TV series. I don't know why all these actors have been in Soul Food. I don't know what the connection is, but maybe it's the same pool. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of um, white actors that keep and I don't remember these people being on this show. (laughs) <laughs> they probably had the same talent agent that was hooked up with, like, Black Hollywood and kept getting them these random parts in Black things. I didn't know there was that many white people in that show. Me either. And I won't be going back to verify. That's just no. what I I shouldn't have been watching it whenever I did watch it anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wonder, are we going to do that one? We'll have to consider putting that on the, the list. We'll no. see. We'll see. No. <laughs> I think we'll skip that. Okay, the movie, not the TV show. I don't have the energy for that. Um, Christine Hodge, I believe, who plays Kathy Larson, the mom. She is an Emmy Award-winning actress, y'all. So we are, again, in the presence of greatness. Um, she was on Head of the Class, and which is a show or movie or TV. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> I've never heard of it, clearly. Um, but apparently she was one of the 50 most beautiful people and People Magazine's first edition of the list in 1990. And I said, oh, okay. Wow. Um, Vanessa Lee Chester plays Michelle Mikey. She, I don't know, they didn't give her a last name. Oh, the best friend. Best friend. The black best friend, oh, yes, yes. Okay. But she's a shameless uh, little princess in Harry the Spy. So we'll Yes, little her. princess. Yeah, that was my movie. Loved her. Oh, that movie's so good. We will get cry. It's definitely on the list, y'all. Um, then we have Miles Jeffrey, who played Trevor Larson, the little brother. So we'll see him in Miles Got a Date with the Vampire. 
And then he's also on Beverly Hills 90210. And then whatever happened to Robot Jones, which is, I don't know if you would call it obscure, but I feel like a lot of people don't remember. Do y'all remember that one? Okay. Not at all. <laughs> it was, it, it came on Cartoon Network. It's okay. If you know, you know. If y'all have heard of it out there, shout us out. Let us know if you remember it too. Uh, Lauren Maltby, here we go. Margie back again. Oh, she just stay She's... playing these characters. <laughs> yeah, playing Heather Hartman. And then, yeah, the only other person here, Tom Wright, who played Cutter, who mm. uh, we'll see him again in Xenon the sequel. So we'll see if this is just, you know, a, a persona, a character, or is he going to come back with some new and, and fresh, as they said in the movie. So Okay, fresh the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cast. Did y'all have any overall thoughts or is any other trivia that y'all found? Nope. Not at all. Okay. So let's let's get into it. So as the movie opens, we meet Megan Larson, who describes herself as your fairly average teenage girl. So you know where this is going. She's dreaming about windsurfing with her crush, her divorced parents getting back together, her little brother being less annoying, and being inducted into the popular group at school. While at the mall, Megan's mom, Kathy, tells her about a man she met while windsurfing named Cosmo Cola, who also has a 14-year-old daughter named Ariel. After several dates, her mom invites Cosmo and Ariel over for dinner. After they arrive, Megan goes outside to help Ariel come inside, since she is afraid of the wind. We then rewind to get Ariel's perspective. Ariel and Cosmo are gaseous bubble aliens from the planet Zircalon who had to escape Earth due to the rebellion against the Emperor's Vod. Wow, that's a real thing. During the course of the evening, Ariel acts strangely and Megan is suspicious of her antics. Kathy and Cosmo announce to the kids that they are engaged, but neither daughters are pleased. Okay, so glad to make it through that section. So at what point did y'all realize that the opening sequence was a dream? What are your thoughts on the ways that Megan and Ariel's characters and perspectives were introduced and the mom's decision to marry Cosmo Cola? And then what would have been your reaction to Ariel and Cosmo if you were Megan? It's a lot of questions here. Yeah, you might have to repeat those. But I think I think because we have already seen, and I can't remember if this point, if we've already watched um, Miracle in Lane 3, but just having these movies where they love to have a little dream sequence or like a little mirage in their head, and then they tell you, okay, and this is what happened. Oh, Quince is another one where... Half the movie was her saying things yeah. and saying, actually, that's not what happened. So I kind of went into it thinking, like, nah, this is probably not real. But definitely when the parents showed up, I was like, okay. It's <laughs> like, the boy, I was like, all right, fine. But when the parents showed up, I said, no, she's definitely dreaming. Or she's about to tell us in, you know, five seconds, break or scratch. Actually, this is what happened. Yeah, it was the boy. It was, as soon as the boy started complimenting her, I was like, oh, this is a dream. This isn't real. <laughs> Well, dang, <laughs> and that's not from remembering the movie either because I didn't remember the details of this movie for good reason um, I can't stand the stopping and freezing and the rewind they had the nerve to rewind this one it was so irritating I the only thing they had going for them was the was the alien thing but mm-hmm. I did just I just did not need to see this movie twice you know what I mean <laughs> So it made me like the characters less, and there wasn't much there to like in the first place. That's true. It was a very thin thread that they were hanging by. <laughs> because it just, 
having to see the first section and then having to rewatch the first section made it just felt so long. And like the first <laughs> time, I was like, okay, I could have been interested if it didn't keep happening. When Wait, I, by, hold on, hold on one second. By the way, she's saying first time because we had to rewatch this movie because Andrea forgot to <laughs> download the recording. Yeah, I didn't know if we were uh, <laughs> sharing that tidbit. I was going to pretend like we had never done this already. No, so that's not good. fair. No, yeah, so we, we had to suffer through this twice, but sorry, Brittany, keep your... <laughs> we sure did. And technically that means we had to do it four times because we technically watched the movie, <laughs> the movie twice because they kept rewinding it. <laughs> And it would be different, I feel like, if they gave us more, but I just, it just wasn't enough. Like, I was zoning out. Now, I did, I did peep back in when she started doing that zirconia dance or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Circle off, circle off. It's like, what is this? (laughs) And the mom just, like, popped. (laughs) That had me dying. I don't know why. It was terrible, but literally my note said the mom went pop in all caps. And I said, well, <laughs> just okay. like that. That's it. Poof. And she's gone. So I don't, yeah, we, yeah, you're right, Brittany. It does feel like we've watched this movie four times now. And I, I'm sad again. I feel like I was sad the first time we recorded this episode, but I'm sad again because this used to be one of my favorite ones. Like, I really thought it was cool. I was like, oh, wow, alien. You know, they're jazzing it up a little bit. Uh, but years later, 22 years later, it is very disappointing. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Um, so let, let's just go through real quick. Because I know I did ask, you know, about 50 questions. But, you know, there's not a lot to pull from this movie. So we're going to do our best. So the whole, first of all, the little brother coming down the stairs talking about, I want to be a man in black. I want to get jiggy with oh, it. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, who wrote that? I mean, we know who, and we're not going to tag you. Uh, <laughs> why? Um, I do like in movies where they have a picture and then it turns into, you know, video flashback. I do appreciate that. Here, you know, unfortunately, it's in a movie that's not great. But I was like, okay, I'll give them that. They tried to do that. The way they tried to make the mom quirky and weird, even though she was giving her kids soup and crackers for breakfast. I'm like, that's not cute. Um, and then letting the dog lick all over the... Ugh. Oh, no, Ugh. that was... I looked up, I said, ew. Oh, no. Whose bowl was that? Mm-mm. Oh, never, never again. No, that's like married at first sight when um, Elizabeth let that dog uh, drink out the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. That's the bomb-bomb um, couple. <laughs> yeah. No, that was not. I don't know how they stay together, but anyway, I don't have that. Hey, if if y'all listen to this podcast, <laughs> reach out. Um, the fact that she or maybe not because uh... <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Never <laughs> Y'all, we're doing quite a lot. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm good on that. Um, the fact that Megan, I mean, okay, we got a 13 year old girl who was you know concerned with being popular, and she lied about being cousins with jewel or being jewel's cousin i was like not jewel where are we uh, <laughs> i haven't heard that name in 50 years i don't understand her appeal but that has nothing to do with this and then looking at the um the black girl best friend i don't know i know they don't have hairstylists for us <laughs> but y'all y'all fry died and laid to one side that's i just 
Mm. It was it wasn't good. You you are correct. But a lot of hair isn't good. If it isn't naturally straight and thick, it just was bad anyway. <laughs> because nobody was doing any hair in the two thousands. <laughs> yeah. She just sir I I don't know. They just threw her in there. She had her like For five diversity. lines. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No real purpose. No real storyline. I just know that her name is Mikey, and she says the word fresh. <laughs> just like that. Yeah, she really got spoiled up, up in a way in the color of friendship. The number of black people are going to just plummet. Plummet significantly. Oh, until we get to um that Kyle Massey one. And then uh, isn't there one with TJ? Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we do have something to look forward to in this next year. Um, okay, so Cutter, just we'll just go through the characters real quick. Um, now, y'all know I don't like to call people simple. <laughs> whatever, he was sniffing whatever Brink was. <laughs> so seven, because I don't know what is. Don't going. do, don't do Brink like that. Don't, <laughs> don't do Brink like that. Brink, Brink was on something. Brink okay, wasn't. Like completely, Cutter was lost, and Brick, Brick might have been cloudy, but he always knew where he was. So, Cutter, I, I'm just not sure how he made it through the day. And I think this is another thing where I'm like, well, I wonder what, what was the direction? How much was the direction you were given, and how much was your acting skill? <laughs> because it just, it was just not much i don't know what it, i mean i guess all he that she saw in him was that he was cute i guess but, but that, okay okay I, but i hope that she would you know because you can't have a conversation so like what is a relationship gonna be that's what made me not like her too it's like you this is what this is what who you like <laughs> this yeah. You don't have any other options at the no. windsurfing. I know there's some cuter boys at the windsurfing okay. beach. I just I know they be. are. There have to be some cute boys on the beach. That's not this this Mm-mm. girl, you can do better. I'm sure that Mikey told you that, but you didn't listen. <laughs> See, the black best friends are always like, hey girl, here's key life. And the white protagonist is like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So she probably did. But mm-hmm. the fact that well, one, that scene when they were in class. And he was, I can't remember what sequence of, you know, events happened. But when they were in class and the teacher was like, Cutter, do you know the answer? He was like, I don't, I don't even know the question. (laughs) And and Megan looked at him so, like, approvingly, like, oh, yeah, wow, it's so hot. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Everybody, you know, when um, Katie was trying to talk to Aaron Samuels, who, like, girl, you're smarter than him. Why? um, Being real, real clueless when she didn't need to be it was too mm-hmm. and he said he was like what's your name again corrigan vegan i said maybe they call her vegan he said windsurfing's cool like you know because there's wind right and then also you're surfing so you're like windsurfing <laughs> she's like i never thought of it that way oh girl do you love yourself <laughs> that's all i gotta say <laughs> Because the way I would not even be able to sit through a conversation with my child. <laughs> like, it just, he what he said dragged on like the movie dragged on. <laughs> so I just wouldn't have had the patience for it. That whole, those two scenes, I was like, Megan, you deserve better. But then as the movie went on, I said, no, mm-hmm. y'all ain't yo, This is exactly what you deserve. Okay, it's fine. I did, now see, 
what would y'all have done if y'all were windsurfing and Cosmo Cola ran up on you? We'd be fighting. Like gonna, we would be. I have now. There's the strength thing isn't as important with the water. I would have dunked him and swam away. It's just, it was just nonsense. Nonsense. Would yeah, that would have been alarming. Okay. Some random man running towards me when I'm perfectly fine and not drowned. And alone. And alone in the water. And it didn't seem like it was nobody else around. Mm-mm. And she was like, no, nah, we should go on a date. <laughs> and we should get married. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's it's quirky. Like, well, UConn. Even though that did make me laugh. That was funny. <laughs> That was funny. Wait, Andrew, what were you saying about Cosmo? No, no, she was saying the mom. She's quirky. That's why that w- that was romantic for her. These parents just don't care. You know what? We'll get there. Because, anywho. So, let's, so, Brittany, you mentioned the Zircalon song. Um, did y'all have any other thoughts on Ariel and her perspective? Because her dialogue, I know it's supposed to be aggravating and ridiculous, but it had me dying. <laughs> Yeah, that was like the most interesting part of the movie. <laughs> I feel like the way she said stuff. And she was just so straightforward. She was just going in on everybody. Because she just, that's all she knew in her bubble life in Zerpalon. Yeah. Her, she kind of held it together. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get to this movie. Cause she was but, every t- <laughs> but every time she kept saying, I fear the wind. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like, so serious. I fear the wind. It's like, she oh. was playing the part very well. She was from Planet Weird, and it showed. Yeah, she was committed. But I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, if I went outside and Homegirl was under the car, <laughs> I fear the wind. I'm sorry. I'm turning right back around, going in the house. You're not gonna get me on some Texas Chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> whoever else, the ring type stuff. No, nah, girl, that's scary waiting to happen. I'm good. I'm good. That's funny. I wonder, because, you know, we're in the 2000s. All these protagonists so far have been very self-absorbed, and it's really just draining emotionally. But I feel like this and other things, one gave, a, you know, offered some great vocabulary words, if nothing else. But also the whole, you know, I'm writing in my diary, that whole thing. I feel like I was influenced by. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a diary. <laughs> and Doug, even though Doug had a journal. Because I guess, you know, boys can have diaries. And that's told told by Ginger. Oh, yes. Wow. It was a very much an era of me, me, me. But you know what? It's cool. Uh, but her talking about every time I look at this horrid vehicle, the rubber oh, yeah. flesh, the flat face, the ghastly yellow hair. I was like, she said, I am grotesque. I don't know. It has <laughs> I just, the overdramatic, like the melodrama. This is why I am the way I am. But anyway. <laughs> Just the running dialogue. But also it gave me, okay, if you don't know she's an alien, it also comes across as body dysmorphia or like have, because then she gets into like, oh, I hate the flesh I'm in and I'm a bag of skin. But then later she's like, I don't eat food or whatever. So it started reminding me of when we did Wish Upon a Star and they the whole thing about dieting and stuff. And I was like, eh. I hope yeah. one watching this like took any of that. But I'm just, as an adult, I'm sitting here watching like, ah. They definitely did. I mean, it's it's subliminal messaging, even if it was unintentional, that you should always be unsatisfied with yourself as a woman. She's supposed to be um, perfect looking, and she says, I'm grotesque in the mirror. That's you're, how you're supposed to feel as a woman. Also didn't like that either. I don't like that 
because it obviously is supposed to be that she's not actually grotesque. And so she's like the standard of beauty. So that's the part that bothered me. I was not on the body dysmorphia thing. I just was uncomfortable with her being uh, traditional. <laughs> yeah, she was giving. You know that trend on TikTok where people are doing like the medieval, the Renaissance paintings? But yeah. it's like now. Where they're cutting out the mouths, yeah. So it was giving, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, when they're at dinner, just because I realized that I don't fully explain what I'm saying <laughs> to the listeners. If you had not watched this movie, you're like, what are you talking about? There's a scene at dinner where Megan says that, um, oh, Ariel's on that new root beer diet. And, you know, she's like, I hate food. It's messy, blah, blah, blah. And the dad laughs, which I'm like, Okay, you know, obviously he's alien too, so he's not, I don't know what's happening there. But just, first of all, the fact that she doesn't eat, to your point, and then the whole, all they drank was root beer, which we know why, because they're bubbles. But I'm like, y'all are in human bodies, y'all intestines is going to be, like, crusty. I don't know. Destroyed, girl, destroyed. (laughs) They're drinking, like, five bottles a day, five liters, not even. So I don't understand how they're going to keep their bodies intact i don't then in my mind is like where did they find these bodies are they shapeshifters like how does that work all right did they steal somebody's body you know now that's the movie i want to see but okay no andrea no (laughs) no i'm just kidding see i don't do body horror but i'm just saying that would have been more interesting than what they gave us i i don't know but even she was real extra but she had the nerve to be rude talking about what she say? Serena Sue was a ridiculous and pathetic person. <laughs> yeah, she went in on Serena. <laughs> Even though she, I mean, talk about you're a cow hand and you have not cycled. You haven't recovered from it. <laughs> she was way off. Nobody asked for all that, Serena. <laughs> she kept getting those flies. That they could have kept that. Now the couple other running gags, I said okay, but the fly in the in the throat, I'm good. I was good on that. So the mom, first of all, the image of them being freedom fighters, Bubbles being freedom fighters, I I don't know, them bopping along. I just, I couldn't really do it. I said, this is utterly ridiculous. But what did y'all- But they're refugees, Jasmine. (laughs) I was just about to say, what did y'all think about this whole political, this freedom fighter, political oppression sort of deal? just plopped into this movie for no no reason. Well, I mean, they needed a reason to be, it wasn't no reason. They needed a reason to be on earth. So it might as well be uh, freedom fighters on the planet. So they're automatically heroes in the story when it begins. Very convenient. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't my hero, but you know. I don't understand how, what was her dad's name? Cosmo. I don't understand how he was a freedom fighter. Um, but, you know, maybe the mom was a good freedom fighter, and that's why they had to leave, because they, they were incompetent without her or something. I don't know. I feel like Fanoush was always... What's his name? It's not Fanoush. That's what Brittany kept talking <laughs> Fanoush. You might as well just call him that. Okay, well... The son of the emperor. I feel like they've been... He's been chasing them forever, and why they have to leave after the mom died. Okay, so did she really die? That was my other question. Because, oh boy, at the end... He was like, yeah, my, you know, my father is in a condition. 
So clearly he didn't actually die when he popped. So I'm like, so the mom, he was like, the mom has thinned out. So is she dead? Is she dead? Or what? Is she just walking around? Keep keep that purposely vague. Yeah, I thought it was the dad's way of of not, you know, people use all kinds of euphemisms instead of just saying died, like we just don't talk about death. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was the dad's way of like saying that she was gone without saying, oh, she's dead. So I don't know. I thought he was just trying to make it sound a little better for his daughter when she said she thinned out. But you're right. It is kind of vague because if what's his face popped and on Earth, like, I don't know how you're going to come back from that. It's like, how do you come back from that? <laughs> you're you're going to have some kind of molecule detector to find all the ones that belong to him and put them in a have them suck them into a tube so that you can reconstruct the bubble later. Yeah, they should have consulted you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if anybody knows how to do it, it's going to be Andrea. <laughs> it's not going to be Fanoush. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But see, that's the other thing. Like, okay, even if the mom is dead, or let's say she's not, I don't know. But the way that Cosmo was acting, like, Girl, I, your mom, she was cool at the time, but she gone now. So let me wrap this up. Let me get on to a no, another wife, okay? I, just the way that both of their parents were being real raggedy, it felt like. Okay, so if you get rid of the alien stuff, it's just like, yeah, the mom died, you know, a couple weeks ago. So let me find somebody new. And the mom is over here trying to, you know, have some emotional manipulation on her end. Yeah, like, she was. She was. makes me happy. So don't exactly. you be happy? Like Exactly. I will marry him if you don't like him, but he makes me happy. I want to marry him. My girl. Where, where were they in California somewhere? Where were they windsurfing? It had to be California. You're a white woman in California. You good. Like, you'll be okay. <laughs> it's like, like Cosmocola is not the best on the earth. And then, yeah, because, okay, I did write this down. Cosmo said, we live here now. I don't think mom would want us to be alone and unhappy. So now you're using the dead mom? Yeah. That's why they got along. That's That's why they're getting married. They were on the same, come from the same bubble. They were on the same page about everything. (laughs) Guilting their children. I come from the same bubble. I'm done. And they had went on, what, five dates? Why would you tell your kids that y'all are getting engaged the first time they meet? You know, every time I think that we cannot find a, a worse parent, I'm I'm just they prove you wrong. Disney Channel ready to prove you wrong. I just might as well stop. I just might as well just stop saying it. I'm done. I just yeah, that was a very um, foolish decision. I'm gonna say because in what world would you think that news this big would be best shared with everybody together, all at the same table? Like, she was really hoping for the best when it made no sense. That's the point, right? You do this all together, and you don't have to explain yourself. Because now you're in the middle of a whole scene, and now you can tell your daughters, well, you have to calm down. I can't talk to you, but you did this to me. Right. (laughs) Thanks, Bob. (laughs) And I'm not, like, how do you think, I don't know. Because clearly she still had uh, hopes that they're, Parent, or her parents would get back together, even though her dad did not. Oh, the dad just okay. He had a lot going on. I get he's a workaholic, but his phone started ringing at the wedding, like at the wedding, sir. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. 
So, you know, clearly she was going to have some feelings about you just saying, oh, I'm engaged. So, But instead of, you know, trying to communicate, but what am I talking about? What Disney parent actually communicates? So I'm, Nick from Sparhouse. Except from Nick. That's really all we have to hang on to, unfortunately. And, and the black parents are in a whole nother league. Oh, yeah, from an open way. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not even including them in the terrible. They're just, yeah, they're they're amazing. They're, they're cool. But that was, that was ridiculous. And then Megan, if I look, if somebody told me they fell in the sink and they're soaking wet and then they're, they sound like they've been, you know, is it after that's day. after the car thing, Jasmine? It's after you found her under the car. Yeah, that was <laughs> fear the winds. <laughs> All that together, I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. I'm out. I don't know where I'm going. Emancipate me because I'm done. <laughs> I cannot be part of this family. Uh, yeah. So I was with Courtney Draper on something for the first time in her characters <laughs> that we've seen. But that was the dinner. Got introduced. Anything else y'all want to share on these scenes? Okay, I know we're over it, but we're gonna we're gonna push through. All right. So the next day, Ariel and Megan ride their bikes to school, and even though Ariel flips over the bike rack, everyone seems to think she is super cool, smart, and subversive. And Megan is over it. Ariel is invited to sit at the popular table, and the other kids begin to copy her style. After school, Megan agrees to teach Ariel how to windsurf, but she is upset when she sees Cutter talking to Ariel on the beach. After Ariel expresses her desire to return home, they both realize that the other does not want their parents to marry, and they form an alliance to break them up. All goes according to plan, and they even begin to tolerate one another until Kathy and Cosmo actually communicate and realize what's going on. After being caught, Ariel sends a message to her boyfriend, Fanul, or Fanoush, against her father's wishes. So what are, well, we've already talked about the use of rewind and the parallel perspectives were over it. Uh, but what did you think of the way that the kids at school reacted to Ariel and the way that Kathy and Cosmo interpreted their daughter's fake advice? The kids at school with, with Ariel, again, this is a whole thing that makes me uncomfortable. The same reasons from before with her calling herself, I'm grotesque. Um, there's no reason for these kids to think she's that cool. I didn't really understand their reaction to her flipping over the bike rack other than concern for her well-being. Um, impressed that a bubble learned to ride a bike so quickly. So that that's pretty cool. And, you know, fear in the wind and all that. That's a lot of wind on a bike. But I didn't understand why her, what's her name's friend also wasn't on her side. Courtney Draper's friend. Megan, Megan Larson, evil Megan Larson. <laughs> Best friend. Oh, Mikey. Yeah, she turned quick. She didn't she tell her she was pathetic. Was that happening in this scene? Because I wrote that down somewhere. She said, "As your friend, that's really pathetic." <laughs> she was reading her down. She said, "You must feel so inferior." I said, "Oh yeah." That's what she, she did say that. About. I was like, "That's not what friends say." I don't know how they. I don't know what this relationship is like because the little snippet we got. This is not Ooh. a good friendship at all. No. I don't, but, I don't know. I, oh, go ahead, Andrea. No, I was just going to say, these are the kind of people that evil Megan Larson would attract to her. If she wants to be Margie's, I don't remember her name in the movie, Margie's friend and wants to date Cutter, then yeah, her her best friend wouldn't be that great of a best friend. <laughs> we, we say she's not that great at picking, you know, <laughs> supportive humans that uh, have something going on for them. So I don't, yeah, that was just weird. I was like, I don't, I mean, 
she was jealous, so it's fair. But the fact that the best friend's role was only to tell her about herself, like there was nothing else that ever happened outside of that one that one aspect. I'm just like, okay, you just hired this girl so she could play this part. Thanks, Disney. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, I was I also wrote down the clag really hit the drawn. I don't know what point she's at that, but I think it was somewhere around here. Yeah, I also don't know why she was, I guess because she was different. But, like, was she that different? Because I feel like she kind of, she blends in. I feel like she's just a regular old person. She, like, it's not even like her hair was pink or something. It was just blonde like everybody else. And she pretty nondescript in her outfits. I don't know. (laughs) For for the 2000s. Nondescript for 2000. 2000s, yeah. (laughs) It made me think of Mean Girls um, where everybody was copying what's their face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Mean Girls came after this. Yeah, but they had yeah. a lot of inspiration from <laughs> this movie. <laughs> okay, Tina Fey clearly watched this movie. I just also wrote them kids are gonna get a concussion. Everybody's flipping <laughs> over this thing. Like this is not fun, y'all. <laughs> I have flipped over my bike head first. It is not a picnic. <laughs> well, we see Cutter. You know, he had fallen down that mountain a few times. We see what happened there. So oh, they kept showing that scene. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they kept showing him tumbling. It did make me laugh. I I don't know. This whole, I mean, to your, what Andre was saying earlier, it's like, okay, she's being upheld as the standard. Like, what is subversive about that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Right. About her clothes are fresh. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go talk to her. She might be a visionary. I said, girl, first of all, just the, the thought of that, this black girl, Anyway, I'm yeah. Yes, not, yeah. Not, so wait a minute, yeah. speak on yep. it though. Mm-hmm. 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 Might as well. You started <laughs> it. Go ahead and finish that sentence. <laughs> y'all, y'all know the true listeners, y'all know, y'all know loyal fans, what I'm about to say. Uh so that that was just so odd. The fact that what did make me laugh though, and they were like, What are you into? Well, first of all, Megan was like, Yeah, this is Ariel. She's not my friend though. Okay, girl. They were looking at her like, okay, we didn't ask you all that. So thanks. And she, all she said was, I like bubbles, I like gas, and I'm calm by water. Okay, you know, I'm I'm with it. Okay, I too am calm by water. Okay, I get it. But the fact that that was like everything to them. Whoa. Um, nothing clearly had happened. Inter- you know, nothing interesting had ever happened at this school. I don't know. Uh, this when she said, um, why are you wearing layers? I'm trying to protect my essence. Now that I say, okay, that's a word. That's a word. <laughs> I'm gonna give you that one, okay? Because you know you gotta protect your essence out here, y'all. Um, it was just so strange. Then the whole thing about they call her Goodwill Hunting. They said she tutored Bill Gates. She said they said her IQ was 300 and that she dated <laughs> Prince William. And I was like, well, first of all, that's nasty because he was 20 years old. Okay, <laughs> that was illegal. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> not. Let's not do that, Disney. Then, again, sorry, I have a note here again. What's happening with uh, Mikey's hair? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ease up, okay, because it was hard back then. It's hard today. Um, then they were like, you're such a revolutionary. I said, girl... <laughs> I don't know, between that and the Freedom Fighter thing, that just, I was over it. Uh, when she was singing, the Black teacher, y'all, he had me dying. He was so into it. He was like, yes, girl, you better sing the notes. I, I didn't understand it, but I said, okay. And then the teacher is fine with her talking to a bubble in the bathroom. 
she's like, yeah, she should join. What the? She should write drama, poetry. Shakespeare or something? The drama oh. club? So nobody, okay. So everybody's just wrapped up in her spell. Okay, fine. I guess. I didn't understand it. Um. Yeah, there's nothing. I just, there's no. They were trying to make a point. They made the point. They made the point. I know. Just. It was a lot. And also, um, again, I'm like irritated because I had to watch it again. I was like, I'm shit <laughs> last time. And again, I'm sad because this was interesting to me at nine. And I'm looking at myself like, girl. You shouldn't. Don't blame your nine-year-old self for liking uh, things. Don't do I, that. I she was cute. I mean, it was interesting. Was the storyline is interesting. It's weird. They had the language. She had the choreography. Yeah. They had the song. She you liked Melodrama back then. The way she talked spoke to your nine-year-old soul. That's yeah. not your fault. Oh, okay. when she said to Cutter, I, did she say, I think you're vapid and shallow? And he yeah. was like, hey, Jasmine, I know now you're old. You were like, yeah. <laughs> it was like vapid, shallow people have feelings too. <laughs> but he said it also like he wasn't quite sure if he knew what vapid and shallow meant. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, well, you know, you we can't say that he committed to the role. That's, you know, I did I'm interested to see him in other things. Yeah, we're going to wait till Xenon, the Z. Oh, yeah, okay. I forgot what he was in this fast. We're going to have to see Cutter. What's your... Also, why is this your name? It's appropriate for a, a skater <laughs> dude in California. Yeah. Okay. Cutter, Hunter, Thrash, you know. Thrash is the best. <laughs> Hunter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... um. It was interesting. When she said, what did she say? You're vacuous. Oh, no. She said that to the, she was just reading people left and right. And they just left thought, oh, this right. is hilarious. They're like, you're vacuous. And they were like, yeah. What did they say? Some rules. The Oh, the Yukon rules. I'm like, girl. Okay. But yeah, I appreciate that Cutter was like, I don't know what these words mean, but that hurt my feelings. He communicated, he expressed himself. And I said, yeah, go Cutter. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. And she was like, huh. Okay, and then that's where the forced romance began. Um, <laughs> and the fact that Megan got mad all the way out in the water. Miles away. You went surfing, and you over here looking at the beach. You got to drown for foolishness. Like, girl, I don't. Let that I, boy go. <laughs> go. Let Fanoush go, too, for rule. Whatever. That got on my nerves, girl. You know his daddy is the evil emperor. And you keep sending him messages. You want to get caught. Okay, she so... She did want to get caught. She did want to get caught. Yeah, she did. There was a, also a scene that was in the last section. I wrote it down. The uh, This exposition is for us because the dad says, Fanul, the son of the emperor's vibe. <laughs> you are my daughter. Like, like she didn't know that. <laughs> like, she didn't know that she was his daughter. So, it's funny to catch the lines that you see are put in there specifically to tell the story to the viewers because yeah. they don't have another way of telling us the story. They just don't have the uh, just the capability to do it. They don't want to. You are my daughter. While they're sitting there casually selling diamonds on the internet. Okay. Mm. So, I don't know. This shows me that, you know, misogyny has no bounds. <laughs> but also... Neither does white privilege. Like, you could be an alien, come through, get a white body, and, like, you got money, you got a house. Like, it's 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 wild to me. Um, anywho, that's neither here nor there. That has nothing to do with the actual movie. No. 
So, but it was just very interesting because given the, you know, the advice they were giving to try to sabotage their relationship and it was like, yeah, you know, she wants you to be, what did she say? She wanted him, Cosmo, to be manly. A macho man or something like that. And the fact that, I mean, I guess he learned what that was, I guess, from TV, which, you know, says enough. (laughs) That whole family, how did he just make that switch so quickly? to do all that but like you know i guess it was just stereotypical stuff and then he called her a loud obnoxious woman and i said now wait a minute mm-hmm. you ain't learned that on earth you was doing that <laughs> in line. okay that's why you didn't care when your wife got pop but that's okay <laughs> oh the other thing for that conversation with cutter first of all just to rewind the whole conversation about potato chips which actually comes in handy later which i would have never thought at the beginning of the movie so megan didn't even know what kind of chips she had she was like, they're barbecue. And she was like, no, no, they're sour cream. So I'm like, okay, you and Cutter are same level here. <laughs> but when uh, I was going to call her Amanda, what is her name? Liza? No, nah, <laughs> I mean, you got me messed up. Ariel? <laughs> Ariel. She, I don't know how I got that. She said, I wish to be gas, pure gas. And then Cutter said, that's one weird ambition. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I, I, I'm sorry, I could not. I don't know how they got through this movie with a straight face. I would have oh, been no. And if I was behind the camera listening to this dialogue, I would Especially have. Especially Ariel. I don't know how she said any of her lines with a straight face. So we get to this point where they are starting to well, pretend to like each other. And Andre, you reminded me of the evil Megan Larson, which truly one of the high points of the movie. Because at dinner, she said when Megan made that joke about root beer, she said, at that moment, diary, I knew that the creature called Megan Larson was to be feared and despised. <laughs> this is the melodrama that I appreciate. Uh, and then she continues to talk about how Megan is a truly evil architect. <laughs> Every time she says she was evil, I was like, yes, yeah, she is. But also, I just, you know, I love it. Um, and then she gave a weird platitude. Like, what did Megan say? Was it fake it till you make it or something? I don't know. But then she says, sometimes the bubble that shines the brightest ascends the slowest. That's deep. That's deep. That's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, Zirconian wisdom. I think I'm I said sorry. the name wrong. Zarkolanian wisdom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble place. I don't know. And this is where, okay, so they have the fake, you know, hey, this is what I heard them say. So they go to the pizza parlor and he acts a fool and then they have dinner and she pretends to be more of an intellectual with candlelit dinner. But then he turns on Timon and Pumbaa. I don't know. Any thoughts there? You have to make you've already accepted uh, this wedding or proposal or whatever. So you're already marrying this person. If you have to make these changes this this far into your relationship, maybe don't be in this relationship anymore and the fact that they tried to like be the people that their daughters were trying to fake them into being i mean they're quirky i forgot they're quirky so they're supposed to do no they um clearly were not secure in this relationship because it just took a comment from their daughters and they're like backflip doing backflips trying to be something that they're not as opposed instead of just Saying, let's have a conversation about this. <laughs> and I feel like Cosmo was like real dismissive of the mom in that scene. I was like, this relationship ain't gonna work. 
they're not going to be able to talk about anything. I mean, they've only known each other for like five days. So good luck, I guess. <laughs> I guess is right. We'll see how long this goes. I, I don't know. It was just, like I said, I, it was interesting how he just fell right into that, even though he's not from Earth. And I said, oh, okay. But, girl, we eat dinner. I don't have time for Hiawatha, whoever else. Like, girl, if you feel like you can't be yourself, just just go. I mean, what Andre said was a word, okay? Snaps. I can't snap it to the microphone. It's not a house going to yes, Thank you, Brittany. It's giving a sign with snaps. <sighs> and the last thing I'll say in this section, let me see. Yep, I've got a, a note about tired gender-based jokes, so check for that. There was a lady in the background of the restaurant who made me laugh, even amidst such a ridiculous scene. I guess she was right behind Cosmo. She was looking at him like, what is happening here? And I would have done the same thing because I'm nosy. But then the song that they were singing. So they made this whole thing about Megan not sharing her music. And then we get to the music. And I said, well, girl, I see why you're not sharing it. So I'm because it's all right just to be me. I said, girl, you could keep that solid or gas, liquid or stone, liquid or stone, (laughs) a ship like ours. You're never alone. Wow, you remember those lyrics? (laughs) Oh no, I wrote them down. (laughs) Okay, but Brittany remembers them. Brittany remembers. Shout out. Ah uh, yeah, it was so I, ridiculous. The song it did it didn't even it wasn't even coherent. Like they were talking about one thing, <laughs> and they started talking about it's all right just to be me. It was, it was like that's not how the song started. How did you get there? <laughs> I don't know. I know why would they put in liquid or stone unless like wouldn't that raise some questions for you? If that's part of if the song is about it's okay just to be me, and we're talking about solid or gas, liquid. Or stone? I have questions. It was a I collaboration, w- and stone was easy to rhyme. Stone's easier to rhyme than flesh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not liquid or flesh. I'm done. <laughs> Bye. I perished. Oh no. Oh gosh. It was. It was a lot, but also it reminded me, Brittany. Do you recall our? This wasn't guidance class. It was like fifth grade. Sixth grade, we had library class, and we used to have to listen to those positive songs. Oh yeah, <laughs> positive. People. I was like, okay, yeah. You just unlocked the memory. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, she probably was writing them songs too. I mean, there's a market for it, but yeah, Megan, that was not going. Back. And then it doesn't even go anywhere. I mean, I know that she was, you know, it's okay to be me because she felt like she had to be someone else. Or, you know, she needs to be popular, but then here comes Ariel. She's just herself and she gets popular or whatever. Okay, but I didn't need a song, though. So, anywho, any other questions before we end the movie? Okay. At school, Megan talks to Ariel about her new plan, which is to make their parents fall in love with other people. Megan convinces Trevor that Cosmo is an evil alien and invites her dad and Ariel's neighbor, Serena Sue, over for a party. Things don't go according to plan, and while the adults have a water fight at the dinner table, Megan follows Ariel to the bathroom and sees her in her bubble form. After Megan accuses Ariel of being an alien, her mom sends her to a therapist who says that they must move forward with the wedding. 
On the day of the wedding, Megan's mom reassures her that everything will be just fine, and Fanul and Emperor Svod show up in human form. Megan finds Ariel, or Suiza as she is called, and Fanul, and she admits that she and Cosmo are aliens who came to Earth to escape political oppression. Megan, Ariel, and Cutter convince Fanul of the benefits of having freedom of choice, and he lets them out of the room. The kids defeat Svod with leaf blowers and hair dryers that are not plugged in, and Cosmo and Kathy tie the knot. Everyone dances the night away. Fanul promises to visit, and Ariel and Megan become best friends. The end. Thank goodness. So, we have made it through, y'all. So, what are your thoughts on the way that therapy is portrayed and utilized here? The subsequent conversation between Megan and her mom. And again, this theme of political oppression and freedom of choice. Girl, nobody can write a scene with a competent therapist. It's all bad. All bad. I wrote, this man is awful. <laughs> and I think he was in the room with the mom and the daughter, right? At one point, it wasn't clear. It seemed I like couldn't... he was by herself, but then he was with Megan in another one. I don't know. Also, he's very directly telling her, this is what you need to do, which is not what happens <laughs> when you go to therapy. He said, you got to do what's going to make you happy. <laughs> and then I think they used the word crazy. I don't remember it, but I wrote down another crazy mention, which, ooh, I hate that. Really grinds my gears. But the the way that they cut to the therapist, Analyzing her so quick, though, that didn't make me laugh. It was just such an abrupt. <laughs> there was no transition. It was just such an abrupt scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're very careless with these um, portrayals of therapy and mental health in all these movies. Yeah, it was a joke back then. So they had to be careless about it. Problem. That was wild. It's like you said, Brittany, it was I think they faded to white or something. Like somebody, I don't know. It was, it was so, very weird. She was like, "Yeah, she's an alien," and then suddenly she was on the couch. And it was like that—that <laughs> wasn't a logical progression, but it, it was also it jumped the, a little bit, just a little. And it was like the mom was trying to—I don't know how to articulate this, but just because she was expressing concern about her mom getting married in a matter of weeks, to, or rather to this person that she'd known for a matter of weeks, then something must be wrong with the daughter and not her. Mm-hmm. Like, weird decision. And I just, I just didn't appreciate that. And like you said, Brittany, you're not supposed to tell people what to do. And the fact that he said that the wedding is imperative. Oh yeah. For yeah. Her, why? What? what? It just, none of it made any sense. And I, it did feel like the mom was very much she wanted to get married at all like above all else Mm -hmm. and she didn't want to feel bad about the fact that her daughter didn't agree so she was trying to make it so that she could get rid of this guilt of (laughs) whatever to make it make it be on the daughter instead of her uh which is problematic yeah that's a really that's actually a really big problem and it does go unaddressed um unsurprisingly (laughs) For the rest of the movie. <laughs> I said I said it before when she said the thing about I just want to be happy. It was like, this is all selfish. There's no reason to rush and marry this man immediately. You can't give it a little bit of time for your daughter to get used to it. And you're but and that's and that with that quirky thing, it made me feel like it was like hiding the selfishness or something. It, I don't I don't know. I I can't describe it, but the mom 
I had I had issues with her from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was selfish because she they just met the day that they met the kids. The day that he met the kids was the day that they told them they're getting married. So they decided this independently of involving their children in it. Mm-hmm. And then we're just like, we're going to go through this plan. It doesn't matter how they react. And then made the daughter feel bad about her having questions. So that's not healthy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure to what you're saying. The quirkiness. And it's like, oh, she's just fun and carefree. You know, she just lives on the edge and just does whatever she feels. Like, that's not effective parenting, though. I just... Part of me is like, why do they keep going with these portrayals? I guess part of it is like, you know, kids aren't really paying attention, but kids aren't dumb. And you still are absorbing messages, whether you realize it or not. So I I don't know. It just just goes along with the other movies and being irresponsible. And hey, let's drop in this plot point, but then not do anything with it or handle it terribly. So it's like, okay. See, this this podcast, I just can't appreciate these movies anymore. But anyway, that's <laughs> ridiculous. And if you have to convince your kid that it's going to be okay after you get married to this person, maybe you should think about another option. Because clearly, perhaps, like you said, Brittany, she clearly is guilty. She clearly somewhere in her mind knows that this is not a good decision. But she's really just trying to justify it to herself at this point. And she, and she said, which gets on my nerves, she said, if I thought for one second that your fears were justified. Now, wait a minute. That's not okay. That's not okay. If I thought, I, girl. Is that what you're saying is not valid? I, I have no words. I have no words. Because when I saw this part, I was like, Brittany is going to have a lot to say. And I, I'll let the therapist, I'll let the expert <laughs> speak on this because I was done. No, just but think of the long-term impact of of you saying what you think is not valid. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't even give her any slack. I think she heard all the alien stuff and was just like, oh, my goodness, she's making up these stories. But, girl, first of all, how long have y'all known each other? Like, might you be rushing into a decision? And on the other side... I don't. We don't know how much time has been since they fled Zirconia and came to Earth. Mm-hmm. So mom might have just popped last week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I just like you're really throwing these two girls, and they're not like five, where they yeah. don't have as much stake, and they can. They're they're you know, mm-hmm. they're like thirteen or I don't know how. Where were they? Fourteen? Do we know? They look again. They look fifteen, but I think they are also like thirteen. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to form their identities. Like they are very much knowledgeable, able to talk about their feel, what they feel, what's going on around them, and 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 it's just like you're like, well, yeah, well, if I thought that you, you know, had any valid reason to be concerned, I wouldn't do it. But since you don't, you want me to be happy, right? Don't you want me to be happy? <laughs> don't you not want to stand in the way of my happiness? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> so that would be. If that's the dynamic of the relationship, that's going to continue to cause problems <laughs> if they, as she grows up and just becomes more of a teenager. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. And as much as I didn't care for evil Megan Larson, I was on her side. I said, girl, I would be concerned if my mama rolled up with Cosmo Cola, of all people, like looking crazed and like, or just 
having this wild look and drinking root beer and I don't I don't I don't know talking about he's from the Yukon where the population sure okay I understand this is the year 2000 and people are not doing background checks or maybe not as much it's not as easy but I don't I don't know there's just a lot of things wrong with this whole situation but it's okay because clearly the marriage is going to fix everything all the family problems so it's fine right um do they know they get the income from the blood diamonds no one ever asks about the finances it's it's, just adding to the story it's just all real questions it's all real stuff it's just not adding up jasmine's gone (laughs) (laughs) not the blood diamonds i'm really well you know never mind (laughs) Who knows? Brittany is on to something there. So, even okay, so there is a scene where they try to smooth it over and try to acknowledge that, I guess, their parents are well-suited for each other. That didn't really help, so they could have just left that there. And then this whole idea to sabotage the relationship further by throwing a party and trying to get Cosmo with Serena Sue and it's the mom and the dad back together. Did y'all have any thoughts on that scene? I understood why the mom and the dad were divorced. Um, and I think they needed to stay divorced. I thought I think that was the right decision. Um, and, you know, Megan steady making poor choices. But, you know, she didn't have a lot to look up to. So that, that's not totally on her. I, I um, thought... <laughs> I thought going from the mom to... What was her name? Sue? Was- Serena Sue. Serena Sue, I thought like the dad to going from the mom to Serena Sue was a step in the wrong direction for him. <laughs> I didn't really understand how that like I did not see that I should have seen it coming, but I did not see that coming. That that was, was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, obviously this wasn't gonna work, and I just was ready for the movie to be over at this point. So, the name yeah, it was it was giving desperation and. <laughs> On all, on both ends, on the kids' ends, on the parents' ends. So I just was a bit over it. Um, Also, this dad, I'm sorry, but he's not going to be able to make a relationship work. He's still taking calls every five minutes. Like, all he is is his job. So there's, like, he is not going to be able to sustain a relationship with another person. Because I don't even think he's in his kid's life. So (laughs) that's saying something. And yeah, I didn't need him and Serena's little back and forth. I I was like, can I exit the room? Talking about, oh, you're what? I don't even know what she said. I didn't bother writing it down. But like, there's a warrior inside. <laughs> you just need some calming waters or something. Or something. And I, that was too much. All right, I'm done. But then also Trevor. I appreciated Trevor um, because he knew what was going on right from the bat, you know, as kids do. But I did not like that Megan tried to actually scare him into thinking that Cosmo was going to eat him. I didn't appreciate that because he was actually legitimately scared. And yeah, was- I didn't like that either. That poor baby. And then he was talking about, he pretended to be sick, like, Elizabeth, <laughs> why would this why would this little boy know about Sanford and Son? But okay. <laughs> That was, you know, that was a lot. But the whole dinner was between. Off- go ahead. Well, between that and the Men in Black reference as yeah. well, it was just like he's okay. watching BET. Oh no! <laughs> I 
I'm sorry. Maybe he was hanging out at Mikey's house. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was that was a lot going on. Let me see. We talked about the flag egg already. The water canisters, I've never seen that before in anyone's home. They had like separate water canisters for each person, which is how they started the water fight. So I was like, that's Oh yeah. I didn't know if that was to make like pop or I wasn't sure what that I didn't understand. Well, that was, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ariel had, she likes the bubbles and the gas. So she gave everyone bubbles and gas because. Oh, I thought there was water. No, no. It was the the soda thing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I see you, Audrey. She's on a different echelon. (laughs) So (laughs) I would have been mad about. I think she had garlic bread or something putting in the blender. Oh yeah, she would have fought. Yeah, that she ruined the whole meal. Just wasted all that because that's when she had that green stuff, right? And mm-hmm. it turned all green. Oh, I was upset. I'm over it. All right, so clearly the plan didn't work. They're getting married. The mom is getting married, no matter what, girl. So who are we to try to stop her? So they're at the wedding, and more shenanigans ensue. So. Uh, Fanul, Fanoush, the emperor, and he co- they come down, and then we get this whole thing about them defeating him, and Serena Sue gets made into a, a icicle. So, what did y'all think about the whole wedding and the fight against the emperor? Fanoush turned on his dad real quick. He was he, he showed up with his dad <laughs> five minutes later. He was blow drying him. That was that was uh, interesting. Um, the conversation between him and Cutter about the the hair colors. I prefer. Megan Larson's I don't forgot what he said but it was like Betty okay. and Veronica he said yeah, yeah the yellow haired one it was like freedom of choice or something I was like, like okay I can yeah run. that's what we can have here on earth freedom of choice man that's <laughs> I'm like it knows no boundaries it's it was yeah that part was bad um I don't remember much about the wedding there wasn't much about the wedding it was all about defeating what was, what was his dad his dad's name Bob Bob <laughs> Emperor Bob, yeah. Emperor Bob, yes. <laughs> that whole conversation, Cutter, for all Cutter's foolishness, he did make me laugh. So, I mean, he was entertaining. He did. No, he, he did. He did what he did. But he was talking about, I don't know, I don't know who said this bogus, but that was somehow in here. And yeah, the whole, that's what freedom of choice is, it's not. Uh, and then he was talking about, all the things that they could do on earth. And he was like, yeah, I uh, skated down the mountain. And then we had the whole cut to the him falling again. Mm-hmm. I, it had to be like the second or third time. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I That's it. all this movie was the cuts to the Yukon, the rewinding <laughs> and the cuts to cutter falling down the uh, mountain. That's all the movie was. If you took all that out, it would be like half an hour. Right. <laughs> it would have been an episode. Exactly. But then he, Fanul says, well, it does sound recreational, and they kind of say we create, we recreate constantly. <laughs> and they start talking about we're the only planet in the universe with eighteen flavors of potato chips. I oh yeah, but and you have to think about one. that. You have to think about that. And that was the thing that turned between having a, a brunette, okay, <laughs> and eighteen flavors of potato chips. That was all he needed to say. You know, I'm talking my daddy today. If I have all this, a mess. that's funny i mean as a kid i'm trying to think about this as watching this as a kid and those two things 
um, are probably all you do need. For 18 flavors of potato chips is really all you're concerned about at the age we were <laughs> watching this movie <laughs> and be able to choose the because you know you don't always get to choose with black mothers <laughs> which potato chips you get. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whatever's on sale. <laughs> in my house. I wrote down. Okay, now it's three against one. Somebody take this kid out. And I was like, wow, that sounds a little violent now reading it. But I was, I'm sorry, but even watching it the second time, I was like, first of all, she's in her own room, right? So she has the home court advantage. And they're all just standing in this room like, well, what is he going to do? Maybe he had that icer gun. I don't know. But nobody even tried to, this is going to sound bad, but throw something at him or run, devise a plan. Like it was, it was that he was outnumbered and they were all like, he won't let us out the room. And that bothered me. <laughs> but again, it does sound real aggressive for someone who also has never been in a fight. <laughs> you gotta do And yet, I mean, she had pillows, she had books, like she had all, somebody could have tripped them and opened the door. I don't, pushed them in the closet. Like, it, <laughs> they didn't have to stand there just looking clueless. And I didn't like how they set it up where Megan was gonna use her feminine wiles to yeah. convince Fanoush to change his mind like you yeah i i too don't understand why they just stood around for 20 minutes trying to think through and at this point there's been so many attempted murders i mean i guess i'm just used to people just acting a fool where i'm like oh well they're gonna try to communicate okay what is they doing they should have taken a page out of what's his name book with the hair val because he would have thrown them rocks real quick and been gone out the window yeah. No hesitation. No. <laughs> oh, shout out to Val. Yeah, I I don't know. The fact that this movie was about this was about political oppression wrapped up in bubble aliens and songs about liquid and gas. I just don't know what was going on. But also I don't know how closely this is uh done to the book. So maybe they just did it, I don't know, for scene by scene. So who knows? I'll have to look it up on Goodreads. Sorry. The one thing was probably in the book, though. The going back and it's the, both the dual timeline thing. That was probably in the book. Yeah, but I feel like that works better in, in, in text. Agreed. <laughs> I just, uh, the I guess the, the dialogue, I'm wondering how much liberty they took when the therapists and the freedom of choice stuff and cutters all character. I don't know how that would come across in a book, but you know, who knows? So they run outside finally. Serena Sue is still just over there. Those graphics had me dead. I I don't know, but it was very not Britney to the recreation. It was very much two thousand. So I, I don't know. But the fact that Fanoush called her brownhead, I'm like, she has a name. I just, we just went over this about five no, minutes they're just, ago. they're just objects. <laughs> That's what I'm like. It's interesting the messages we get from these movies, right? And it's like, we can tear apart one movie, but then when you see just like the reoccurrence mm-hmm. of the same messages in movies we were watching for a decade, it's just like, wow. Of course we turned out <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Okay, there's all the stuff we have to unlearn and pick through. Like, like it's good when, or it's fine when these movies come out like every month or every like quarter or something. But with us watching them back to back every week, it's like, oh no. 
let's just erase this whole year from from our thing. But and I'm I'm ready to be done with the year 2000. Uh, so they move forward. They leave the room. They run outside. Cosmo and Trevor. Uh, Cosmo pretends to be playing hide and seek so that Trevor is safe. And I did appreciate that moment. Their relationship was cute. At least they got along, even though Cosmo was raggedy, but neither here nor there. So Zvod comes up and the son is like, nah, daddy, they got chips down here, whatever. So the emperor is like, the price of change is eternal freezing. And I said, okay, girl. So then they run down with some hair dryers that, again, are not plugged in. Trevor comes in with a leaf blower. No one I forgot they were plugged in. No one hears the giant bubble head speaking, but they hear the leaf blower. I just, I don't know what's happening. Please illuminate this for me, y'all. Help me understand. There's nothing to illuminate. I, I think, (laughs) I think the not being plugged in was whole. Like they didn't even like get the camera angles right, so you couldn't tell that they weren't plugged in. (laughs) (laughs) And why did there? Why were there so many blow dryers in this one house? I do not know. I don't understand. I guess I'm like, is Trevor? Was he, you know, styling? I don't know what was going on. Or maybe they just keep them in the shed just in case the evil bubble shows up. Who knows? I definitely noticed that them them hair blow, blow dryers and stuff was not plugged up. <laughs> they so was funny. definitely just holding it in the grass. And the cords were right there. They didn't even try. They were trying to get this movie over with, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. The only other thing I got from this, there's a political oppression, but then the whole theme, which we have seen again, and I feel like we'll talk about it again, season two recap, these self-absorbed, self-focused main characters and storylines, the whole thing is about being resistant to change. But in this case, they were trying to paint it like, hey, Megan, you should be open to this new stuff and the emperor should be open to, you know, freedom of choice and all that stuff. But it's like, no, Megan was right though. She should have been resistant to this change. You know what? That's fine. Why am I even bothering? Let's <laughs> talk about key things at this point because nobody, it's fine. So anyway, that's all I got from that. And then at the end, we're swapping boyfriends. Um, they're popular. Yay. I mean, if you had, if you read this book, and I assume it came out, like, probably 1997, and your mom's divorced, and she's getting remarried to somebody you don't like, and this person has a a kid that you also don't like that is now your step-sibling, this book kind of makes you feel a little bit better about your life. (laughs) It maybe maybe opens your mind to (laughs) accepting the change. (laughs) As long as they're not Cosmocola. (laughs) <laughs> well, they could be Cosmocola. I looked it up. The book came out in 97. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, I got it right like that. Wow. See, I do a lot of research on, on publishing dates versus movie dates. So. <laughs> and it has a 3.51 rating on Goodreads. <laughs> that 0.51. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they just switched. Like, Ariel, you're not going to be happy with um, Cutter. Because he's not going to understand anything you're saying. Everything, you're, he's going to be like, what? Every conversation. And wh- what are the logistics now with Fanul? Is he going to stay on Earth? Is he going back to rule his country of Zirconia because his dad is popped? Like, I don't see this going well long term. 
And if he turned that fast, like, is it possible that he might turn back? All questions were left. All with. yes to all yeah. of all of your questions. And he does go back. I think he said he has to like, my country is in a or my planet's in a something state or. I think he did apply that he's going to go back. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking it's very easy, it seems, for these bubble people to, like, get to Earth. And that is truly a more terrifying story than, <laughs> than what we've seen with the dad. <laughs> you don't need no more bubbles. So I want to know more about the bubble society. Like, them popping and bopping on the screen, that, I don't know. It's sending me now thinking about it. So I, I need more information on that. But yeah, I don't, none of this is going to work. I don't think that's feasible. And why are we just swapping the, whatever. I mean, do y'all. I mean, <laughs> if that works for y'all, great. But I, it, I don't know. It kind of felt like he wasn't actually coming back. He was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, I'll be back. Sure. Yeah. Right after I fix <laughs> my kingdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, girl, you're not going to see him. You're not going to see him ever again. But I, I'm good. Plus, I don't want anyone second, so I'm good on that. I mean, that's kind of weird, but it's fine. And now they're both running the popular table. I don't know what Megan was wearing in that last scene. I'm, and it's fine. I'm glad the movie's over. All right. So cringeworthy moments. When the mom said, do you want me to be happy? That was cringy. Lots of things the mom did was cringy and then the the hair color thing you can freedom of choice thing also cringy mm-hmm. the use of the word crazy the whole therapy scene for me didn't like it i agree with all that and the, the body standards of beauty stuff i'll just add that any feel-good moments i think trevor was adorable he was real cute i wanted the best for him yes not for anybody else in this movie just trevor i can't think of any feel-good moments no, that's all I had to. I did like the way Ariel talked. So, <laughs> um, other than that, no. Okay, fair enough. So, what is your most ratings? I want to hear Brittany's first. I think I'm going to give this a one. I just don't think it's rewatchable. Like, I think it, it was, isn't. it's not, but also, I don't think this is one that I was really rewatching as a kid either. Because I remember it, but I don't remember it like how every time Smart House was on, I was in front of that TV every time, you know, some of these movies we've talked about. And I think it's just the, the well, there's a lot of reasons, but really they just went downhill when they decided they were going to rewind the movie exactly where it stopped to the beginning multiple times from both sides. It really dragged on. I think the story could have been interesting because it's just kind of weird and out there, but that rewinding... I had to knock off all the points. The one is for Ariel because she was really she was really doing it with that the the dance, the language, talking to the bubbles. <laughs> it was she sold it for me. And I said, I believe that you're from Zirconia. <laughs> she gets that one point. That's funny. I'm down about Zirconia. I'm thinking of cubic zirconia. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I got what is it? Zircus. What's the name? It doesn't matter. It's zirconia. It really That's does. <laughs> Okay. I'm just dying. Andrea? Um, I, I'm going to stick with my previous score of three just because I want to be consistent. And I feel like rewatching it kind of makes 
if rewatching it kind of uh, skews the rating system because I feel like a lot of these movies would have a lower score after the second watch. <laughs> so <laughs> I would stick with that. I, f- I feel right. I feel I feel the same like watching Genius. And I think I gave Genius around the same thing. So I'm stick with that. I like I said to y'all earlier before we started recording. I don't know what kind of day I was having, but after a rewatch and looking at the other movies we looked at, I gotta give this a point four nine because it's the it was the nostalgia. Wow. You liked this movie and you you were well, open minded about it. It was funny in a terrible way, and like y'all were saying, I think. Ariel, uh, I can't remember the actress's name now. Ariel sold it. Cutter was funny to me. And that was pretty much it. But all the manipulation and the therapy scenes and foolishness, I got to, yeah, no. (laughs) It's a no for me, dog. Well, there we have it. Hopefully we will never be subjected to this movie again. (laughs) So... Anything else before we wrap up this dissection? Nope. Nope, you got it. All right. Well, that wraps up this discussion of Stepsister from Planet Weird. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that podcasts are published. For more content, make sure to follow us on Instagram at n underscore hindsight underscore pod. And if you want us to dissect one of your favorite childhood movies, email us at nhindsightpod at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.